Hi, and welcome to the PhD Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Tina Person, assistant professor that 2005 decided to leave the academic world for a career in the industry. Today, I am a career and leadership coach supporting PhDs globally to develop right skills, knowledge, and guidance working in a field that makes you happy and fulfilled. Before starting the podcast, I would like to promote my new book, The PhD Career Coaching Guide. You can find it on Amazon, in paperback and in Kindle version. You find more about me, Tina and my business on my webpage, Passage to Pro. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. My aim is to publish a new episode every week on Wednesdays. So stay tuned on the PhD Career Coaching Podcast channel. Today's topic is, do you understand the job you are applying for? If you don't understand the job ad, is it then very wise to apply for the job? Of course not. So why then applying? That is a very relevant question. When I was working as a recruiter, what I usually did was I called my top 10 candidate or prospects. I asked them five questions and then I knew as a recruiter if they had prepared before applying or not. Example of questions I could ask depending on the candidate and the job could be, why did you apply for the job? What skills do you have relevant for the job? What do you think the job is about? Or should I invite you for an interview? And five, I could also ask specific questions about required skills, such as your Python language, writing skills. Usually I ask you to rate yourself on a scale one to 10. If I decided to invite you for an interview, I would of course test your skill level using a common assessment. Are they good questions I'm asking? Maybe not. But it's a sort of screening strategy in which I try to find the candidate among many resumes where are many not standing out. I learned that many applicants had not understood the job. So how are you behaving when you apply for jobs? Uh, I give five different kind of behavior. One, applying, hoping receiver will understand you. Or two, applying but not really knowing why. You feel you must apply to keep a good activity. You apply and you think you know what the job is about. Or you are desperate, sending your resume to everyone you can think of. Or you only apply for jobs you know will fit your profile 100%. Are you any one of them? If not, good check on that one, because most PhDs, including myself once upon a time, have used all the mentioned examples described here by me. Can you get a job by any one of them? Now, of course, we can all be lucky. And in some extent, it all comes down to having some sort of activity. Is there any risk connected to use the five examples? Of course, everything is about risk minimizing. I will read 
the different options again and then explain why there could be both opportunities and risk aspects in respective alternative. The first one was, you are applying, hoping receiver will understand you. You are applying, but not really knowing why. You feel you must keep up a good activity. You are applying, you think you know what the job is about. You are simply desperate, sending your resume to everyone you can think of. You only apply for jobs you know will fit you 100%. I would start with alternative one, applying, hope and receiver will understand you. Very common, and most PhDs start by either sending their academic CV or what I call it a semi-academic CV or resume. It's a mixture of both. The opportunity could be you are lucky that the receiver is academically trained and understand your situation and background. He or she could have studied at the same university and is familiar with the group or science you have performed. Might even take contact with your former manager and colleague. The risk, however, the receiver is not academically trained and not familiar with the background and consider your CV not matching the requirements. Commonly, you don't get more than 7 to 12 seconds to convince the receiver. If you miss that chance by not standing out, you are not any longer in the recruitment process. Alternative 2. Applying but not really knowing why. You feel you must apply to keep a good activity. It's another common strategy you use. Instead of taking a break and study the labour market and figure out your transferable skills, your drive, motivation, your gifts and talents, you continue hoping that high activity accidentally would somehow give result. We take it from an opportunity perspective. Activity is good. Everyone can be lucky. The risk... You are spreading your words, your resume, your marketing material to many people. And you get known as the guy that just applied but not knowing why. Applying to a wide range of job ad just shows that you don't know what you want and that you don't know what the job is about. This behavior is particularly bad if you apply for the same or within the same company. These companies are using an application tracking system, so every application is carefully saved and tracked. It will give them impression that you don't know what you're applying for. Simply a bad impression. I remember once I was working for a big pharmaceutical company. One candidate applied for 65 jobs. Every recruiter in that company knew him or her. We called him Mr. X. That is not a good brand. You don't want to be Mr. X. Alternative three, applying and you think you know what the job is about. The opportunity perspective. The answer is somehow related to my answers in alternative one and two mentioned above. You can be lucky. But in this case, you most probably fail in the interview situation. Instead of asking questions and learning, you already know everything. But if you ask questions and even accept the fact that you don't fully understand the job, but you found something in the job ad interesting and you decided to apply anyway, you might open up for a dialogue leading to a job in that job interview situation.
I would call such a job a hidden job opportunity. The risk. The risk is, of course, obvious. Your application is reacted. You have not understood the job, but when reacted, you actually get angry. In worst case, you call the recruiter and start to have an argument. That's a bad idea. Now you are famous again, and you are known as the guy that think he or she knows more than the recruiter or hiring manager. This behavior is not good for your brand. Alternative four, you are desperate. Sending your resume to everyone you can think of. Okay, being desperate is human, but it's not a very good and successful strategy. Feeling desperate. Are you feeling desperate? Time to calm down and get yourself a job searching strategy. If it's hard for you to calm down, get yourself a coach, someone to talk to. Opportunities in this situation. Ah, that could be same as an example too I mentioned above. Everyone can be lucky. But the risk. You are spreading the word of being a desperate guy. You take anything that is a job. Just a job. A good one, if possible. In my last alternative, you only apply for jobs you know will fit you profile 100%. The opportunity. You are applying for jobs matching your skills. For many PhDs, this might be challenging. You might feel there are no jobs for me, but the opportunity is obvious. If you tailor your resume to the job ad, you of course increase your possibilities to nail the job. The risk perspective. You are so critical that you are missing job opportunities or you think there are no jobs for me in industry. Instead, you start applying for a postdoc position again, even though you know it's not the career path you want to take. You feel frustrated. So what is the solution and how can you translate your skills for a non-academic employer? Start by understanding your audience and what they are looking for. Learn what they need values they have and what candidates they are seeking for in a new specific role. You can learn a lot from just by reading the job ads. You don't have to apply, not yet, stay calm. You are not ready to apply in the beginning if you feel as in the different alternatives here. Learn to understand the company language. Usually companies use terms such as collaboration, teamwork, time management. But what does it mean? Study the market and learn what skills companies require by using, for example, the platform Indeed.com or LinkedIn or any other digital job searching platform in your country. Next step is to start understanding yourself. You need to do a personal inventory based on your hard skills, transferable skills and soft skills. What are you interested in? What do you like to do? What do you not like to do? Listen to my previous podcast and you will learn more. Are you aiming for a data science job or a job connected to sales and marketing? If you don't know, it's time to investigate your transferable skills. Then you will figure out and you will learn. If you feel you are missing skills, listen to my previous podcast number two. I wish you good luck in your career and career development. And again, thanks for listening to me. For more information about my PhD career coaching program, check my webpage Passage to Pro and follow me on LinkedIn. More is to come in the future, I promise. In my next podcast, I will talk about 
Do I need a LinkedIn profile as a PhD? Thank you from Tina in Sweden.